Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the Pen15 Club podcast. <laughs> episode number two, the, the long-awaited episode number two. Attack of the Clones. Right. What Sorry. have you done uh, in the last three weeks without our podcast coming to you weekly as we promised? We're going to break that promise, by the way, right now. Yeah, everybody, everybody's um, just been sitting alone in their rooms, um, burning themselves with candle wax. Not for fun. I'm sure that's just to bring exactly up the pain. Happening. I'm Rob, by the way, and I'm Jordan, by the way, and uh, and we're uh, we we do the the Pen Fifteen Club um, blog at pen15club.net. And hopefully you've read it. Hopefully you have, and uh, if you haven't, you you really should. Um, it's all the rage. Everyone's talking about it, and. Uh, Unless you know what we've been talking about, so that's the way I feel. Uh, so this is the the accompanying podcast um, once again. Yeah, and, uh, and you know we have some issues that we'd like to discuss with you. We do have some issues. Sounded kind of stern. We're not punishing you. We just want to share our thoughts, and hopefully, you'll do the same. Right. Um. So so what's in the news? So in the news, about? well, oh, oh, okay, you have ignited a uh, a bit of a dialogue on the Pen15 Club. And our new favorite thing about doing our blog is that is the commenters that come and, and write comments on it. They're awesome. They are awesome. Um, and uh, and you, you did it. Why don't you explain your post about our, our buddy Bridget Hillard and what has come out of that? Yeah, there was this, um, I noticed this, uh, this link on Data Lounge, which we steal a lot of ideas from but also contribute by posting on there all the time yes data lounge if if people don't know is this awesome um gay forum on at www.datalounge.com that's just hilarious and uh it's just a great community resource if you're gay and bitchy and you don't like gwyneth paltrow it's a great place to be or star jones and so we fit right in and i found a link on there to a uh a a page promoting a birthday party for this woman named Dr. Bridget Hilliard, who is the founder of a nonprofit church organization in Houston, a huge church called New Light Ministries. And she has organized this birthday party for herself at the Hyatt, I think it is, in Houston, charging $100 ticket prices. And it says nothing about it being a fundraiser for the church or, or anything like that. It's just $100 ticket prices to her birthday party which she suggests formal attire, uh, tuxedos for the men, and cream and gold formal for the women, which I don't even know what that means. Um, and she suggests <laughs> gift ideas such as Louis Vuitton bags and other designer handbags and gift certificates to needless markups and Escada and all this goodness. And naturally, anybody who would link on this site is, is pretty enraged. Uh, so I had to do a post about it because not only is Dr. Bridget throwing this ridiculous sham extravaganza for her 50th birthday. Her 50th birthday is also the same as my upcoming 24th birthday on March 12th, which I thought was just awesome. And we're, we're sisters in spirit and we're Zodiac compadres. So I'm, very psyched to be sharing that special day with Bridget. So I had to give her a little shout out. On and don't the even blog. try going to the website right now because I, I'm I'm sorry to have to break this to all of you, but Bridget Hilliard's 50th birthday is um is sold out. Yeah, and they've they've closed down actually the website and put just big red sold out words across it. Uh, so so you can't actually see the ridiculousness that we're speaking about. But enough people did catch a glimpse of it before they pulled it offline. Yeah, it ignited uh, most of the people who who commented on on our post about it agreed with us and thought that she was 
insane and really tacky and kind of just generally gross, this woman of God who is charging her flock $100 to come to her own birthday party. But unfortunately, our humble little post attracted the attention of one Sherilyn Devon Littles, who identifies herself as a member of the New Light Christian Church Northern location. So I guess it's a chain. And she writes... Dr. Bridget's 50th celebration is something she had looked forward to for many years, and she deserves everything she get. What is wrong with the man and woman of God being able to shop and sax, I guess at sax, and wear Gucci? God people deserves the best in the world, and we don't have to be ashamed of it. Oh, God people. God people deserves the best in the world, <laughs> and we don't have to be ashamed of it. Yes, this will be a grand, luxurious affair, because the person that we are honoring gives of her time and talents to anyone she can. At our church, we believe that you should give honor where honor is due. And if there is one person in this world who deserves the Gucci, Chanel, and Louis Vuitton, then it shall be my first lady. So next time you write an article, there's a comma there. That's why I read that retardedly. You next, so next time you write an article, make sure that you have done research. Thank you and have a blessed day. Signed, Sherilyn Devon Littles, member of New Light Christian Church, Northern Location. We did plenty of research on this. First of all, we explored the entire New Light Christian website for, you know, and, and learned all about her friend Bridget. For instance, we learned that she's not a real doctor. Yeah, she identifies herself as Dr. Bridget Hilliard because she is an honorary doctorate from, I believe it's called the Friends International Christian University, which is a non-accredited university. But she has an honorary doctorate in humane letters, I believe is what it is. And yet, of course, anytime you see her name printed, it's Dr. Bridget Hilliard, which I just think is awesome. So somebody, it's just it. You, you. I urge you to go to um to the post and and check this out because it ignited a little bit of dialogue. Somebody replied, "You, Sherilyn, your church leader and your church itself are all whores of God. If bling is what you seek, the darker side is much more willing to help." And then Sherilyn comes back and says, "Please, please explain exactly how we are whores of God because last time I checked, we didn't ask anybody for any types for of, of funds for this event." <laughs> Which I thought was pretty weird because everyone has to pay a hundred bucks. Clearly, there are funds being asked for. Clearly, this there are funds being asked, and it goes on from there. And it's uh, it's it's really fantastic. But we we did find out yesterday that the event is sold out. So any of you um, God fearing folks in Houston who were interested in plunking down a hundred for this on top of whatever cream formal or dry cleaning costs that you were planning on laying down on top of the Gucci handbag that you had to buy for this first lady of Jesus or whatever she is. I guess you're shit out of luck. Yeah. And you can um, remotely celebrate my birthday on March. You can. She did leave an address that you could send. Um, oh, to, if you're unable to attend. Yeah. Right. You can, you can actually send your gift to the address because um, not only is it, is she expecting you to show up for the party? But if you can't, you still must contribute to. Nah, That's right. And she charity. suggests monetary gifts if possible, too. Right, right. Because she she didn't ask money for people for funds. That's right. This one. Anyway. <laughs> so that's... Uh, so happy birthday, Bridge. Yeah. May you rot in hell. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Uh, did you need some more mimosa or are you doing okay? I think I I might need a little mimosa, but why don't okay. I wait till we, we take our little All right, break? We'll I, think fill I, can, up with I think I can just sort of sip till then. Okay. Okay. This is the best it's part Sunday, about Sunday so afternoons. Drink. Yeah. In fact, this this morning, Rob and I partook part in the uh, the super hunger brunch weekend that, that Boston does either once or twice a year now. I think mm. it might be twice a year. Uh, maybe the brunch is only one year. I don't, I don't know. know. It's where a bunch of nice restaurants that don't normally serve brunch serve brunch for um a weekend and they donate all of their profits and time and everything to the uh greater boston food bank and so we went to uh had a snazzy um had a nice snazzy brunch at blue at blue at blue in the in the ritz carlton yeah right which is a really um 
great place with an awesome view, but it's also really bizarre because it is attached to the Sports Club LA. Yeah. So you go to um, check in and get your and get your reservation and get to your table, and you're like rubbing elbows with ass people. sweat and uh, yeah, people who are going to like work out on their Sunday rather than eat lots of. Um, things smothered in creme fraiche yeah. and fried potatoes and you can you can see a muffin muffins. top standing in line in front of you and then you can eat a muffin top when you get to the table <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh, and how rita cosby is uh is you know other than anderson cooper she's my favorite drag queen um, i loved her in transamerica <laughs> i think felicity great. huffman deserves the oscar for her portrayal of rita cosby rita cosby and if you don't know rita cosby she she does uh she's got some rita cosby investigates i don't know what the fuck it's called show on on cnn where um she's clearly a man dressed as a woman and she reads the news and, and she gets indignant about crimes she does she does and, and so in fact she's she's got a great little quotation um or a sound bite, if you will, that we're we're gonna play for you now. Um, and so, hang on just a second. I'll cue it up, and we'll 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 let you listen to it. What's it in regard to? Because I haven't heard this. Rob, uh, Rob just sent it my way. Well, I... they're talking about Democrats and Republicans in the in the different um, constituencies that they're trying to curry the favor of. And I guess that there's some sweetheart deal that's that's come up where I guess churches are. Um, giving lists of their congregants to Republican parties so mm-hmm. that they can campaign, Contact them campaign and, for them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the same thing, and, and Rita claims that the same thing is happening with, with uh, De- and she, I, I'm not entirely sure what her political affiliation is. I mean, she's on CNN. She's not like, she's not a hard right, right gal. Right. But she claims that the Democrats do the same things with prisoners. And, oh. and, and you'll see where she, you'll hear where she takes that. Okay, here we go. This is from uh, from Rita Crosby. Cosby. Rita Cosby. Cosby. <laughs> okay. you, you know, and I do feel there are the good guys. I am offended, I think, that churches would turn over the rosters. I think there needs to be this clear separation of church and state. I mean, look, this is what our country was founded on. Okay, good so far. I, I also like what the Democrats are doing. I mean, talking about a wacky thing, they're going after the, quote, hoodlum vote. I mean, that, I think, is very racist. Clearly, they're going after the African-American vote. Uh, and I think on both sides, it's pretty disgusting. Who, I mean, back, back up, back up a notch. Going after the hoodlum there's Chris Matthews. Some of these felons should be able to vote. So what they're doing in turn and saying, uh, okay, the conservatives are going after uh, the churches. You know, we'll get those lines. Take yourself we'll get out, those votes of, of the folks who have had a, a criminal record. You know, come on. What about you this South blacks? Carolina idea, Joe, of creating a promised land in South Carolina? And well, see the best part of that too, if you see it on video, um, and I'm and I'm not going to mention the names of any websites where you can stream it for free. I. Um, is the look on Joe Scarborough's face is hilarious because he's embarrassed for her. You can see Matthew's got very hot under the collar too. Not that that takes a lot. Yeah. He, I think is typically very hot under the collar (laughs) and sweaty and wheezy. Absolutely. God bless him. Chest hair, just light enough to comb your, fingers through downy downy soft goodness. Goodness. Wow. And how about Rita Cosby's penis? Cause I hear it's a shadow of its former self. I do, too. Those, those do. hormones. Well, you know what's interesting, too, is that she has one of the best cases of really obvious rhinoplasty ever. Yes. Like, she has just the botched nose job nose from hell. The ninth grade San Fernando <laughs> Valley. Ugh, Parents it's got awful. it for your bat mitzvah style rhinoplasty. Assembly line nose job. Right. Exactly. Really terrible. And her face and head are so wide, too. There are parts of her that look feminine, but it's uh, the hey, dead. They're giveaway. behind the desk, thank God. <laughs> if they're there, I can only imagine. Uh, so, what's the moral of this story? The moral of this story is that when you're trying really hard to 
when you're a tranny and you're trying really hard to make your voice sound like <laughs> a woman's, you should, and you're on television, you should take some of that energy and concentration and put it into what you're actually saying. Right. So that you don't make embarrassing racist faux pas. Right, right. Uh, Clooney. I, I yeah, I loves me some Clooney. He's all over the place these days. He has three Oscar nominations for two different movies this year. He's uh, he's the new Warren Beatty or something. We but we love him and he's really funny and I I'd love to see him you know win something at the Oscars just because he will make a coherent speech. Right, right. He won't freak the fuck out. And okay. apparently he's he's being a good sport um for the ceremony and he's participating in John Stewart's parody of uh, some of the nominated <laughs> films, and particularly one nominated film by the name of Brokeback Mountain. According to um, a George, uh, the Times-Herald record in New Jersey, a woman whose house was used as a closed set to shoot a bit for uh, John Stewart's Oscar parody was uh, included, included John, included Clooney, and it was shot in her bedroom, and more specifically in her bed, according to homeowner Doris Pinter. And they told her they had to change the sheets, and it was a spoof of Brokeback Mountain with Jon Stewart and George Clooney. Does this woman live in a tent and sleep in a sleeping bag? That's a really good question. Huh. How much of a parody could it possibly be? I know, that's a, that's actually a really good point. Do they In the movie, do they ever have sex in a bed? No. Well, yeah. The the oh, the oh hotel. they do. They're in they, a hotel. They, at one point. they go to the motel. They do huh. motel. Yeah. Motel. So maybe. What must this woman's house look like then? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be offended if the you know wood paneled walls and the <laughs> this looks just like a cheap 1970s motel where two desperate hard up cowboys would have a quick, uh, you know. Being a Christian woman, I can't say it. Stem the rose. <laughs> a quick rose stemming. A quick rose stemming. But uh, Doris Pinter blew the whistle, so we know. So a little of the shock of that is going to be gone on Oscar night. And now we just ruined it for all of you. Speaking of Oscar night, Rob, what are we doing for Oscar night? We are, oh, this is... this hey, is gin. We get drunk. Gin. Um, crudite. Crudite. Spreadable Pro- meats and cheeses spreadable, in general. Spreadable meats and cheeses. Yep. And live blogging. Live blogging the Oscars um, on, on the Pen15 Club. So so on your Oscar night as you're, you know, I don't know, what do pe- normal people do on Oscar night? They sit on the couch. Um, and they all go, and I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Is that good? Wait, who is she? Wait, who is she? What was she in again? I know. Who are these people? Yeah. Okay, that's what normal people do at the Oscars. But now, uh, as you're doing that, be sure to uh, go to pen15club.net and yeah, read. Every- everybody talks about how, how bored they are. You can just go go and see what we're saying. Right. Because we're, we're A, going to be entertaining. B, we're going to know what the fuck we're talking about. Oh. When I say we, I mean I mean Rob. But anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know who Rachel Weiss was. <laughs> I yeah, do now, of course. <laughs> I hadn't seen the Mummy movies ever. <laughs> And I felt bereft. I actually like the Mummy. See there again too. Um, I didn't. I didn't see. I don't think I've seen either the Mummy. Decent, movies. very decent. Um, so be, uh, be sure to check out our live blog at the Pen Fifteen Club. Uh, it's, it's our first attempt at live blogging. So if anybody has any tips or tricks on how to pull it off, um, you know, you can email us at tips at pen15club.net. Um, and we've got one more little piece of news about Star Jones. Yeah, this was just a little bit that was in page six the other day, and I don't even have. Um, I'm just, I'm just gonna paraphrase it. It's apparently uh, one of their spies actually was sitting next to Star on a commercial flight, which is just too great. And I don't even know. It, I, it must have been coat. Well, no, she. I guess she's skinny enough for one seat. 
in in coach. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. And for I mean, and for I was gonna say it had to be coach because Star usually has to buy two. Right. Right. But that's mean. We all know she's not. She's she's no longer fat, right? Isn't don't you think about a little? Uh, I digress. But Do um, it. Uh, the 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 policy of most airlines that super obese people have to buy two seats. Yeah. For or against? I mean, at a certain level, you see why they have no choice. I mean, they obviously can't design seats that are for four hundred pound people. Right. I think if that's what what. What sort of pisses me off is how you always hear the stories of people who are forcibly removed and humiliated by the flight attendant. <laughs> because, because they wanted two seatbelt extensions. and uh... Oh, yeah. Or somebody <laughs> will be sitting in their seat and then a flight attendant will come up and like forcibly remove them and like humiliate them in front of the entire cabin. So I think that kind of sucks. I think, if, I think if you make it clear to people that that restriction is in place. I mean, I don't know if every time you buy an airline ticket it says, hey, are you a fatty? Like, click here. Right. I mean, I think, I think there, there should perhaps be uh, a, an oversized charge attached to it. But when you do, when you do, re, you know, make a reservation and you are um, a person of size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that term, by the way. I do too. I am a lady of size. As if you're from it. <laughs> you're, yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. It's um, your creed. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I, you, you would call and say, you know, I'm I'm a person of size, and I'm going to need the, the the large person special. Yeah. And uh, they they do two seats, and you, they take the hit. The airline takes the hit. You know what? Charge everyone hit. else a dollar Seriously. more, and cover that for the year, and cut your losses. Yeah, I, I'm not wild about the idea of, of of charging two full price fares for one person. I think that's kind of right. And then when up. you reach the point where you're like, well, there's actually a weight that you know determined because if I'm a fat ass and I'm not, not rich i'll just be like no i'll squeeze into one seat i will squeeze into one seat i don't care how uncomfortable the person is next to me which has happened to all of us before with the person next to us being too large to squeeze into that one seat that's how i lost my virginity (laughs) that's actually true mile high and virginity loss in one sitting by accident literally one sitting (laughs) um so i was just trying to open my sprite oh oh what was the rest (laughs) (laughs) that was nine (laughs) Um, the flight attendant was supposed to be watching um uh, what so so sat next to star jones and and saw what she saw her apparently she claims that this this source saw looked over star's shoulder and saw her enter her password into p into her pda jordan do you have any guesses as to what stars i you know i have uh, many many guesses but it's not ham anymore she changed it (laughs) she changed it from ham they needed more more than three characters that's right when they updated the security right on exactly PDAs. she had to so um uh, leg of lamb was probably <laughs> taken um <laughs> it was actually priceless the word was priceless. priceless are you sure it wasn't pay less you know that's an interesting thought that would that's where that's where my head went to i don't know maybe it, it's tough to tell i don't know where those letters those letters are maybe there was some you know mistake there you know you're watching somebody type something in quickly right maybe, isn't your maybe password normally obscure you know she hunts and pecks though that one she's a hunt and pecker when it comes to typing yeah she doesn't just she doesn't and not she doesn't do the home row and when it doesn't come to typing. <laughs> she, um she's a yeah um okay that's interesting and uh with that interesting tidbit we're gonna go uh we're gonna go to a song um and uh the the song is gonna be called over and over again and it's by uh clap your hands and say yeah so enjoy the song and we'll be back shortly after
that nice i just came yeah yeah it was beautiful back back to the seat back to the seat after after, a short break after filling up your mimosa actually Mm. is there do we have any champagne left we have a little champagne left Uh uh-huh feel free to kill it okay yeah are you sure all right i'm gonna try to do this while uh, you talk about our our boy that is the by the way we're currently polishing off the finest bottle of champagne that seven dollars can buy it's not champagne <laughs> but it is that seven dollars can buy. cristalino brute yeah it's like you look it, you, i actually tore off the label on the top to the point where it's, it looks like it says cristal i tore it off after the l <laughs> totally by accident <laughs> that's really funny i wouldn't know the difference is the sad part you could you could give me cristal right now and i would have no idea yeah i don't have a particularly sophisticated champagne palette sadly. can you pass the oj also i can you know maybe next week we could upgrade to palm with our we could have pomegranate pomegranate martinis martini not, or, or pomegranate or mimosas. mimosas yes i think that's such a good idea don't you all wish you were here you probably still now they're like we're doing cool things <laughs> we're climbing we're, mountains on we're our listening Sunday. to you on our ipod as we go in the car to something far more exciting than we would ever do here it's entirely possible but our boy of course is jake gyllenhaal who we never post about never ever do we talk about jake and we don't have any posters of him and we don't own dvds of like five of his movies and he's only mm. been in like a dozen movies right never have i masturbated to jake gyllenhaal i i'll take that bet okay anyway the point is jake was fortunate enough to win the bafta which is the british academy of film and television award um which is a 
not necessarily a good precursor for the Oscar, but it's nice that he got on stage and got to win an award. It was kind of a Pyrrhic victory, as the Greeks say, because his competitors were two people from Crash who probably canceled each other out and George Clooney in two movies who canceled himself out. So, of course, Jake was going to win. But uh, he gave a charmingly... Embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah, adorable. Say it. A totally deer in the headlights. It's not it wasn't that sort of Halle Berry thing where she, you know, starts enacting the scene in Monsters Ball where her son gets run over and freaks right. out and right. impales herself on the Oscar. She didn't do that, but I thought she was gonna Right. It was it was charmingly flustered. But uh, Jake does give a, a similar tribute to the African-American population in his. He does, specifically Jamie Foxx. Specifically. I yeah. won't spoil it. And so listen now as, uh, as we, um, we, we'll play the clip for you. If you do want to see the video, there are plenty of unnamed websites where you can stream this shiz. But we've uh, cut the audio. He's moseying on up to the podium. He he did almost go in and kiss Heath right there. Yeah, though. that's if you see the video, he he swoops down to kiss Heath, and Heath totally denies him. It's terrible. Story of his life. Now he's pretending like he's riding a horse. I'm just kidding. Uh, who thought? Oh, that was so hot <laughs> without um, video. Oh. To the George twins. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly uh, twice. To all Not the nominees, uh, this is. Uh, I'm I'm just flattered to be in your your company. Uh, I kind of wanted to go. Hey. <laughs> oh, so bad. Hey. Yeah, yeah, Jamie will love that. Okay. Um, oh. Ugh. Thank you so much. What you don't see is that Maggie Smith actually slams her drink at the wall and storms out of the auditorium. Larry and Diana for writing this incredible story. To Annie Proulx for writing this. To, it's almost all three of theirs. Yeah, almost. Uh, almost. This movie uh, means even more to me socially than it does artistically. Ooh, and, red uh, flag. Red so flag. It's just a pleasure to be a part of, and I can't even believe that I've got this for it. Um, and to my agent and Kim and my Who's Kim? manager and yeah, all a lot of first names in this one. And everybody, thank you so much to BAFTA and all of you. It's truly a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. It's probably the last speech he's given for a while, so yeah, he's going to be kicking himself for a few years. That's too bad. Over yeah. that one. Oh, he's, let's, I just hope he goes over his Oscar speech once before actually having to make it, if that, if that, if that happens. Yeah, which, if that happens. My, that's not where my money is. Right. But the other best part of that clip, too, is you, if you do happen to watch it at sites whose um, names don't rhyme with screw tube. Clooney looks like he's about to devour that boy. And I, I ain't saying nothing, I'm sure. You know, Clooney loves the ladies, clearly. But he is just staring up at that boy. With he is some, licking his chops in the audience. Licking his chops. And we're not projecting at all. Right. Because we, I mean, who, who's, who, who'd want to see that? Right. Clooney and Jillian all together. <laughs> never. Never. Uh, um, so, uh, ungodly. Ungodly, indeed. Um, Rob has assembled, uh, actually, for our net. You know, we, we haven't talked a lot about the Olympics. Because we haven't watched a lot of the Olympics. What is to watch? I don't, you know, I, I really feel as if they need to start doing them every eight years. I know. it's They're not special anymore. And, I mean, the blood... <laughs> they're less special than the Special Olympics. I would, I would concur. Okay. I would concur. They're less special than the gay games. That's true. Although this year... 
Anyway, I think that I think the I I mean everybody enjoys the all about Eve style blood sport that is women's figure skating. But aside from that, the best part of the Olympics is watching the people who got the Americans who got the big endorsement deal deals and were totally overexposed leading up to the Olympics then fail in the actual competition. I think that's probably the fun of it. And you know whether or not you actually like to watch sports, which I don't, it's fun to see. Um, some of the way these people talk and act, which is ridiculous. So um, I did a little research and compiled some of my favorite arrogant Olympian quotes. All right. And I'm just going to read a few of those. Thank you. Okay. First of all, we have Sasha Cohen, the silver fox, uh, winning her silver medal, Sasha, um, in her Project I guess she didn't wear the Project Runway outfit at the Olympics. She said, I decided I was going to the Olympics. It never occurred to me that I wouldn't. It wasn't like, oh, I hope I make it. I just knew one day I would go. <laughs> I've said that about Wendy's. That's true. <laughs> I just decided I was going to go. <laughs> there wasn't a question. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to go. I just wanted to go. Okay. Um, Lindsay Jacob Ellis was the, is the snowboarder chick that uh, was really arrogant. And... She in the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Maybe. Yeah. She is. Okay. Um, I, I trust you on that. She, but yeah, she was she was everywhere. She's like twenty years old, and it's it's sort of like this whole idea of, you know, board cross or whatever it's called, like the whatever the new snowboard competition sport is. And she was a mortal lock to win the gold, and she was inches away from doing it. And then she grabbed onto her board and did a show off move, and then fell, which got her the silver, which was just Schadenfreude from hell. And then of course she had to go on every you know news channel and defend that move and she goes i was having fun snowboarding is fun i was ahead i wanted to share my enthusiasm with the crowd <laughs> which is nothing compared to the enthusiasm that the world had but then she which she th- then fell on her ass why can't she share her enthusiasm like everyone else by like showing you their vagina or your your miss knuckle as the case may be especially at the olympics especially at the olympics in and those suits that's what i'm talking about <laughs> but or or you could share your enthusiasm with the crowd by finishing the race at first mm-hmm. and then waiting to the press conference and saying i'm really excited and i'm extremely grateful to have this opportunity to then win that's how they used to do it you have to thank days. god thank god too and, and god of course god mm-hmm. that's enthusiasm all right, who else do we have? We have that um, Bodie Miller was on the cover of every magazine that would take him, usually with his shirt off. He's really annoying. Uh, and he's Bobby's he, nice, but his face is busted. Well, that was his whole issue, though. The reason he didn't win anything, they said he was 10 pounds heavier than his, his fighting weight. Hmm. He was too fat to skate, <laughs> which is something. Um, and he gave a quote to Newsweek beforehand where he said, For me, the ideal Olympics would be to go in with all that pressure, all that attention, and have performances that are literally tear-jerking. That make people put their heads down because they're embarrassed at how emotional they're getting. That make people want to try sports, talk to their kids, call their fucking ex-wives, and come away with no medals. I think that would be epic. That would be the perfect thing. Did he say fucking? He did. Did he say epic? Yeah. What a douche. He he really did say epic. Yeah. Wow. But it actually, it was good because it came, part of it came true. He didn't actually win any medals. So. Oh, oh. So he did fulfill that. Right. That is true. So good for Bodie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He called that one. Yeah. He, months ago. he sure did. And then there was another one um, where this actually isn't, I'm going to try and best recreate it. It's not actually verbal, but it's, uh, 
which is the angry grunt that arena slut skaya made when she reportedly threw her bronze medal into the garbage right after it was awarded oh wow <laughs> that's what we heard so uh go arena classy move how did how did uh my boy johnny Weir pan out i i didn't even pay attention i just he was uh the i i thought johnny Weir was like the condoleezza rice like she it was to the olympics what condoleezza rice sort of is to the to the bush white house he's like he's like the house faggot of the olympics like all the other like slightly less flaming ex-figure skating the figure skaters that comment on the action can be like well he sure is flamboyant and then it's like ryan seacrest making fun of the contestants on american idol who right. are really gay because they're like oh someone gayer yeah let's talk about it yeah so that's what i felt like happened to poor johnny Weir. but he had a couple good ones too he had um I'm so proud of the other two guys on the team. I'm usually not a team person. I usually don't root for people on my team, which at least is honest. Right. No, it is. I mean, it's dick, but it's honest. And he's very open about being dick, which is what I like about the kid. And liking dick. No, he's not open about that. No, he is. I think he is. Well, obliquely. He hasn't denied it. He's like an, It's in like a Nathan Lane situation, I think. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. There, there is no possible way he could ever deny it or not assume that everybody knows he's gay. Okay. It's like he. It's like he end runs it sort of. But here's the funny he's thing about this. He's probably been so out in his personal life from the time he was seven. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and but the funny thing about this is that the American public is so thirsty to know. I mean, I, I did this post on him mm-hmm. um, that you know it got uh, very popular. Got it got some traffic, but it got most of our traffic from people who went and Google searched Johnny Weird Gay. And is Johnny Weir gay? Which I thought <laughs> yes. was a question mark, which yes. I thought was great. Thousands and thousands of hits. And uh, people From who... that just, very question. Right. And and that is why I, th- I it's very important for celebrities to come out yeah. if they are gay. Because people really need, uh, people need it to be to slapped in their face. Right. Here's another Johnny Weir that I have. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything or change the way I speak about others or certain things in the world just because I'm a figure skater and I have to appeal to these people. That's not why I figure skate. If I appeal to myself and my mother, I'm happy with that. I don't front, as they say. <laughs> oh, he's so outspoken. He's He, he was not just fronting. He's <laughs> not just fronting. And he's I the mother comment that was what cracked me. <laughs> me or my mother. Oh, you know his mother is awesome, too. She's got to be awesome. I bet she's pretty cool. Yeah. Have you been watching Celebrity Fit Club this season? No, I can't say that I have. Is it the season with Chastity? Right. We met Bruce Valanche's mother the other day. Oh, my God. Is she alive? <laughs> oh, my God. She has a, a lower, more raspy, horrible voice than Rita Cosby. It's Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. Does she have Bruce's hair? She does not. She actually has better hair than Bruce, which is easy to do. Right. But Shetland Sheepdog has better <laughs> hair than Bruce. <laughs> oh, Bruce. Um, you know, there are people who... You look at them and you go, all right, they, they are by nature not not attractive people, but there are things they could do that could make themselves look far more attractive. And especially if you're a gay male, as Bruce is, you, mm-hmm. have, all this, you have all this pressure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, but he wakes up in the mirror, uh, he wakes up and looks in the mirror every morning and he's got the like... Here's my theory. Okay. Whoever's fucking Bruce Bl- Blanche... But nobody is. I don't know that. I think he says that in the show. Do they say that in yeah. Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah. Maybe. Okay, there goes my whole theory. Okay. My theory was going to be that whoever's fucking Bruce Valanche is probably fucking Bruce Valanche because of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a fetish for everything. Right, right. So I was oh, okay. like, oh my God, Shetland's sheepdog. And yeah. Sally Jesse Raphael eyeglass frames. And 
a 300 pound body poured into a t-shirt 365 pound body are you serious he was big yeah i think when he started it was 365 he couldn't cross his leg just this last this last week's episode he crossed his leg for the first time in his memory hey i heard paris hilton did that too (laughs) but not on fit club right (laughs) zing zing um (laughs) okay what's uh what's next on the show notes what is happening Uh uh-oh uh that's terrible oh we we uh we have fun we have games for each other (laughs) that sounded terrible (laughs) um yeah we're playing we're playing a little game of of would you rather other people tune in to listen to us play games with each other you know it sounds filthy yes we're going to play a little game of Would You Rather with each other, and you can listen. Play along. Or play along. Yeah, I, I encourage you to step into either of our shoes and, and you know, say for yourself, Would You Rather. Okay, uh, you first. Okay. Jordan, would you rather go to paradise or go to me? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go to me. Now, is that me or you? Whichever one's closer to paradise. Oh, uh, well, I think. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't answer that um, impartially. Rob's obsessed with, what's it called? I've, I've never been to me. I've never been to me. It's one of the light FM classics of the 70s. I'm going to try to find a clip of it, and, uh, and I'll post it in. Yeah. I'll post it. I hope so. Okay. Um, all right, my turn. Uh, you're, you're in an Eiffel Tower situation. <laughs> Who's the base of the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> Scott Sapp or Kid Rock? <sighs> For those of you listeners who don't know, and I don't mean to water down the humor at all, but um, the Eiffel Tower is the sexual move by which <laughs> there's a base to the Eiffel Tower and then there are two, you know other people who make up the tower portion and it's when one's in the front and one's in the back and they high five over the body it really takes a lot it takes blueprints and a lot of uh uh beforehand planning i do you know i wonder who's taller oh you know i'm gonna choose scott stapp because he'd at least have his arms wide open <laughs> and, and hopefully a little bit more than that stap not sap stap stap yeah Stab, 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 stab me. Can you imagine what stab sap looks like? <laughs> uh, after after the Eiffel Tower move, I think I may have some idea. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. So stab's the base. So you're high fiving with Kid Rock. I'm high fiving with Kid Rock. All right. Mm. <laughs> okay, go. You next. You know, it's it's really funny. Great minds. Um, <laughs> I'm asking you if you would rather appear in the Scott Stab Kid Rock sex tape in an unspecified role. Or would you rather appear in the Colin Farrell sex tape? Keeping in mind he had daredevil hair. Okay. Colin Farrell sex tape. Yeah, no question. Probably an easy one. Yeah. 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 I thought it was pretty hot. That was pretty hot too. Yeah. I won't lie. Yeah. I I I, I wouldn't say no to no Farrell. You always like, yeah. That's great. Um. Mm. Okay. My my turn. Um. All right. Trapped in the closet with R. Kelly. Or trapped in coach next to Bruce Blanche. Ooh, which is funny because I didn't plan on covering Coach trapped next to fat people or Bruce Valanche earlier in the episode. Yet and they yet here we both are. made it into this question. That's great. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Um, well, you know, uh, am I wearing something that I have to get dry cleaned? You know, I don't want to get peed on if I'm trapped in the closet. <laughs> I would have to say Coach next to Bruce Valanche because at least he's funny, and I don't have to yeah. listen to him fucking do his 
But you'd have to listen right to back. him breathe the whole time. Probably through his nose, like <laughs> probably through his nose. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't take it. Yeah, they really should just make trains for fat people. <laughs> should some sort of alternate form of or, cross country yes. travel. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Great. Okay. This this one begins with a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Crash wins the Oscar for Best Picture. Okay. How do you respond? Would you rather um, boycott by never seeing another movie again, or would you participate in a Stonewall esque <laughs> queer riot? Oh, the queer riot! Absolutely. I'd wear heels mm-hmm. and I would throw rocks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would. What What's the target at that point? We're in Boston. What would all the Boston queers go attack? Well, once the new Barney's opens, Ooh. I think there would be. I think if it's actually really fortunate that Barney's isn't open because I think if Brokeback lost Best Picture, there would be horrible rioting at Barney's. You can still get into <laughs> it. Though. You can you can get to the front of Barney's right now through the Copley uh, Plaza, through Copley Mall. So, um, so let's let's call this right now. If yeah. Crash wins, Rob and I uh, and the Pen Fifteen Club are, are calling a a gay protest. Yeah. Riot how about how about if Brokeback doesn't win? We'll we'll yeah. widen the scope. Say, a say bit. Munich gets it. Munich which isn't gets it. Happen. Right, and anything but Brokeback gets it. We're meeting out front in front of Barney's, and we're raising hell. Yeah, um, the early morning hours of March sixth at three a.m. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll figure it out. All right, okay, great. Be there. Okay, I have a final. Um, would you rather? And that is, okay. uh, would you rather eat sashimi off the small of Fergie's back after a performance, or have coffee with Elijah Wood? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Ugh. You know he would just yak your ear off, and he you would, would just want to wring his fucking little neck and after I'd a little while. And I'd have to tilt my neck down the whole time. That's true. And wow. down even further after coffee. It's true. Ugh. Oh, he and would speak probably... with a little faux British accent. He'd probably bring some one of the other hobbits. With oh, he would. They'd probably like always... play slap and tickle the entire fucking coffee date. Then again. Fergie's sweat is made up of hot dog water and cheap perfume and whore juice. <laughs> On the other hand, that's probably the closest I'm ever going to get to a taste of Josh Dumel. That's true. Ooh, so, so this Fer- is good. Fergie it is. Okay. Wow, there's, there's another. Right, I can't remember I just said that. I just can't stand the legend. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. And let's see. Do you have another? I do. I do. This is a, this is a very old-fashioned would-you-rather because it's a... Who would you rather... Is it like Mary Fuck Kill? It's my favorite game. Oh, it could be, but I only have two people. Oh, okay, go. Think of a third and do that. Okay, but the t- okay, uh, Nancy Grace is the first one. I don't know who that is? On CNN, she's the one who uh, she, she's uh, the commentator who's always like righteously indignant and calling. Oh, for, right, right, right. Calling for the execution of every criminal. Yes. And, uh, somebody said that she looked like a camel in drag. Okay. Which is totally true. <laughs> Nancy Grace. Okay. Or Rita Cosby. Rita Cosby. They're, they're soul sisters. Okay. Cosby. They're both uh, just shrill, blonde CNN types. Do you have a third you can throw in there? Anderson Cooper. AC. Mary Fuck Kill. All right. I'd kill <clears throat> Nancy Grace. Fair enough. Let me kill her. Because then there'd be nobody to cross her off. Uh, insist that you be burnt at the stake in front of a court. That's right. On account of my, uh, I have a bad case of the homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, Rita Cosby, I'd have to say I'd fuck Rita. And um, just so you can marry Anderson Cooper. Yeah. 
Huh. But if I fuck Rita, I've got AC the rest of my life. That's true. I guess when they say, I mean, I guess if you marry the person, then fucking is implied. Right. That's how I think. That's a really good way to look at it. That's how I think. So you fuck Cosby once. Right. Who would probably be the hotter fuck than Anderson? You know he's got to be really. He's got to be really vanilla, and I'm totally into shemales. So yeah, I'll bet he's real quiet too. I'll bet he's like shh. Yeah, yeah, the whole time. And then he like blogs about it, but with like euphemisms and innuendos, and and then puts it on CNN.fucking.com for the entire world to see. Mm, All right. I think next week we should do an entire segment of Mary Fuck Kill. Let's do it. Okay. All right. All right. We play it at work a lot, which is strange. Yeah. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, potential there. I think. Yep. Uh, okay. That was cool. Segment two is in the fucking bag, and uh, we're now going to go to another song for you. Um, this one's by a teenage fan club. It's called Cul de Sac. Enjoy. Hmm. Uh oh.
it's like chill out day here at the Pen15 Club. Yeah. We're completely stoned. Yeah. Got the mimosas and the uh, and the weed. Yep. And some uh, teenage fan club chill out music. Mm-hmm. You know what I would like? I would like an actual Pen15 Club. With a clubhouse. A clubhouse. And, um, refreshments. Refreshments. Initiation uh, fees. Initi- hazing. Hazing, of course. Hazing to get into the Pen15 Club. That'd be awesome. Um, et, et cetera. Instead golf of course. hanging out in my bedroom, like, yeah. we have the club and it's in my bedroom. Like common whores. Common whores or nine-year-olds. Right. Right. Um, we're sometimes both. Um, so, uh, what do we got coming up? Let's. Uh, do you watch Project One Runway? Do gay bears have sex in the woods? They do. They do. Um... So we're coming down to the to the very end of the project runway. And we are, yeah. There's only actually I'm not, I have no idea what they're doing this week, but the finale is March um, second Wednesday in March, I think, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. March eighth. Yeah, and it's down between. Um, we got two fags and a. Um, well, is, is Santino gay? I think he has to be. Yeah, wasn't I, he the one giving Daniel Vosovic a hard time about not coming out until like a year ago? No, or that was, was Nick. That Nick? That was oh. Nick. I, I mean, I'm sure. I, I don't know. Santino seems really bi to me. Yeah. I don't think be. they have addressed it head on, though. That's interesting. But he is probably fucking Bruce Valanche. Yeah, I could see that working. Yep. I could see that working. They dress each other up. Yeah, so we have Santino, the uh, crazy, bitchy, loves to design huge gowns with empire waists and lots of crap on them. Mm-hmm. Balding, but the long, wavy, greasy hair on the sides. Yeah, like Jesus of Bensonhurst. Oh, so gross. We have Daniel, who's really young, just out of school, um, very shaggy-haired and just with that skinny alien look going on. Oh, it's cute, though. And he used to be so adorable and young and innocent, but now he's kind of got a little... He's getting a little hardened. He's getting... <laughs> Uh, and not the with good the one. rest of us yeah and Chloe. um yeah and my personal favorite is chloe who's a little bit older a little bit more seasoned and has her own boutique in texas or something and is actually pretty successful hmm. um but she's kind of easygoing and generally competent yes which reality shows hate yes she, that's true so you're rooting for chloe i'm rooting for chloe yeah but i think Santi- i think santino's gonna win <sighs> It's unfortunate. I'm rooting for Vosovic still, you know, even though he's had a little change in attitude since the beginning. But I, I do think he's. I was rooting for Vosovic until that thing he put that horrible whore Lita Ford leather and red crap that he Chloe. put that he put Chloe in, in the that makeover sucked. episode. Yeah. That was I can't really. He was I, trying something new. He knew he was safe from the prior week. I no. guess, but then look what happened to her hair. Ugh. Why is it that we can do this? that there can be a show about fashion designers uh, you, you know uh, that we talk about and can actually get into uh, i mean there's certain professions that are i feel like are just like cut out for this sort of thing and yeah fashion well anything that you of, produce that's creative i and, think right that can be easily digested right and that also would naturally have a bunch of different personalities competing against each other i, f- I feel like totally yeah, yeah. but that, i mean you think about there's the, there's the chef shows now and you know, there's Chef modeling the um, Project Greenlight yes. was for movies. But Project Runway just seems to be so successful. It's the best one. It's because it's a little bit classier than some of the other ones. Like nobody, there aren't any midgets eating, like running around with a giant ham on their back or whatever happened that's on true. Amazing Race. And, you know, Joe Rogan isn't involved. That's a, that's a plus. Which is, thank God. Yeah. But we did get Nikki Hilton this year. We did. It was funny though. But they were, uh, 
the joke was a little bit on her though. Right. Right. A she picked Santino. Yes. And yes. B everybody was like, "Great, Nikki Hilton, it's awesome," mm-hmm. which I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. Did we have anything like to say about Project Runway other than just talking about it for a little bit? I don't think we did. Okay. I think we were maybe going to predict who we thought was going to win. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which we already did. Uh, my, I mean, I think both of our predictions are Santino. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Everybody just said he had the best. Uh, line at fashion week so whatever yeah i think i think chloe is definitely the weak link and uh it'd be between daniel and santino yeah i don't think she'll win either and said santino's gonna make i think the better post show um celebrity right totally yeah so uh you heard it here first yep and um yes so we want you guys to take a proactive role in our podcast we need to hear more from you because mm-hmm. we love attention mm-hmm and we want to know this is our podcast number two listener question we want to know what you guys want to happen at the oscar after parties yes it's a choose your own adventure hopefully sex venture yeah you can't choose scarlett johansson going down on benicio del toro in an elevator though because that already happened already happened anything that actually happened you can't you can't choose so if you would email us me and rob at uh podcast at pen15club.net that's pen the word one in five the numerals club.net and email us your um you know a couple paragraphs on your after party choose your own adventure fantasy and we'll read it aloud on the air and if it tickles our fancy. Yes, yes. If there's no fancy tickling, then we don't guarantee yeah. anything. Yeah, we don't guarantee shit. Maybe a thank you letter. And that's it. That's all you're getting. Yeah, and then we'll plug the uh, the live blog one more time. Uh, so yes. that's next Sunday night uh, during the Oscars, which start at 8.30. Next Sunday night being March uh, 5th. 5th. And uh, we're going to be live blogging the Oscars. And uh, eating savory meats and cheeses. And, uh, and drunk. Yep. Very drunk. Hopefully. Um, so I have one final song for us. Ooh, that's a short segment. That's okay. I'm that's sure right. that's we've almost been talking for an hour. I'm sure they're tired of us. <laughs> uh, by yeah. Now. Nobody. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of us. And, uh, so, uh, the, this last song is actually, I gotta, I gotta cue it up cause I don't even know what it is. It's, it's cat power. Oh, it's cat power singing, um, the greatest. So enjoy. And, uh, thank you. And join us for podcast number three, hopefully coming in, you know, you know, whatever the fuck that feel, we feel like it. Thanks everybody. Peace.
Lay the bread.